Hello, and welcome to my podcast, The Awesome Caregiver. Today, I'm going to be talking about independency in your loved one. And usually, I just say loved one because, you know, I don't know how old your loved one is. But this episode is specifically for those loved ones that are younger. Because, let's just face it, at a young age, you want to start teaching your loved one in how to be independent and I thought of this topic because I have my website as you all know um I'll put the website in the comments here on my YouTube channel um which is Shay and Stacy I'll put it in there and someone asked me um they filled out the contact form and they asked me you know they commented, oh, I love how independent Stacy is. Uh, when did you start working with him on being independent in such a way? And, you know, it's such a great question, but at the same time, I did not know how to answer it at the time. So, I don't remember how I responded to them, but I think it was along the lines of, you know, that's a very long answer and I will try to cover it in the podcast, which I am doing right now. So, with all that being said, I started to, and I'm going to go ahead and give my disclaimer once again. I know y'all tired of hearing it. I'm not an expert. I'm also not telling y'all what to do. I'm just telling y'all what worked for me. A little background story on myself. So, I had Stacy September the 11th, 2004. And then, um immediately got pregnant again and I say immediately I'm being sarcastic it wasn't immediately obviously um I was exaggerating but after that I had heaven in September the 1st uh, through 2005 so I had toddlers two toddlers at the same time I had two babies at the same time And, you know, all the milestones, all the things, all the terrible twos, all of that, I had that twice. In a row and sometimes at the same time. So, as they were coming up, it was just me taking care of them. And it was very hard to get, I mean, I'm talking about anything done. With two little guys running, crawling around, running around, whatever they could do, they were doing it. They were doing it. And they were both doing it at the same time. They were both teasing at the same time. They were both in diapers at the same time. Oh my goodness, it was it was crazy. But once I saw as they grew up that Heaven wanted to do things on her own. And she was even doing things for her brother. She just she just wanted to do everything that I was doing. And once I saw that, I wanna say it maybe age three or four, um, when I saw this behavior in Heaven. I was elated because like you're just a little thing but I feel like if I teach you now and you keep doing it then you're gonna master it whatever it was uh, say for example heaven used to watch me do the laundry or do whatever and you know uh, I just let her watch me and one day she wanted to help me put the clothes in the dryer how adorable so I said okay she helped me put the clothes in the dryer um fast forward a little bit you know she's watching me cook or watching me do whatever 
she wanted to do it too even cleaning like sweeping vacuuming she wanted to do it too so i bought her a little vacuum cleaner little fisher price vacuum it was so adorable she would be vacuuming right alongside me and then when she got old enough when she got old enough rather she could use a real vacuum and actually help out she could even sweep and actually help out and eventually she started putting her chair up to the counter while I was cooking and she wanted to do it too so most of the things that I was doing around the house she showed interest in doing as well and that was great I taught her to the best of my abilities make sure she was safe and all that eventually as the more she grew up the more she knew and it eventually graduated to me teaching her something hands off and just you know letting her do it letting her figure it out if she needed help she asked me i don't see why the same learning technique can't be applied to your awesome loved one your awesome child because depending on their intellectual abilities um now let me go ahead and say that depending on their intellectual abilities they should be able to be taught um, some things with a hand-over-hand method, which is, I use that very often. Even now, in Station 17, um, it's just so much um, easier for him to grasp. It's like a hands-on thing. Some people learn things by just saying, hey, put the square peg in the triangle hole. <laughs> That's just for an example. Um, some people learn by just telling. And some people learn by writing things down. They write down, put the square peg in the triangle hole. Now, Stacy, as a learner, he is a hands-on learner. So, hand over hand, um, I'm not exactly sure the definition of that because I believe that is something that I learned from his ABA therapist. But um, basically, it's exactly what it says it's hand over hand i put my hand over his hand and i do the thing whatever it is i'm trying to teach him how to do and then the next time he'll maybe do it on his own very similar to what i taught him if he needs help i'll hand over hand again and it's no big deal that's how he learns i believe that a lot of autistic children learn best this way as well with the hand over hand because it's really better to practice by doing rather than just telling the child you know what to do or how to do now as far as when is it okay to start teaching independency i think that whenever you're ready to teach independency then it's time to teach because your child can be as independent as they want in their own minds but if you are not ready to let them be independent, it's not a good time to teach them. For the simple fact that a lot of moms, a lot of parents, a lot of caregivers would much rather do whatever the thing is for their awesome loved one. They would much rather just do it for them because for one, they have all these other things to do. Um, maybe they don't have time to turn it into a lesson at that moment. Maybe they're not sure that their loved one is going to do it correctly. Maybe they fear that their loved one is going to hurt themselves. So it's just easier to just go on and do it yourself. Am I right? But 
there's also a such thing as a caregiver just wanting to take care of their awesome loved one instead of them doing things for themselves. For example, Stacy picks out his own clothes, he buys his own clothes, he dresses himself, um, and all that. The one thing he doesn't do for himself, oh, he's very, also very good with his hygiene, brushing his teeth, cleaning his deodorant, etc. The one thing he doesn't do for himself is brush his hair. Now, is it because he can't brush his hair? No. It's because I prefer to do it for him. It's just because it makes me feel good to do that thing for him. And I touched on this a little bit in a TikTok video. It's a very short video, but for me, it's a bonding moment. And I, I'm sure it is for Stacy as well. And, you know, if I were to ask him and he were to cooperate with communicating with me in that, I'm sure he would say that it's a bonding moment for him as well. And it's just something I'd rather do for him. And he doesn't mind. He wants me to do it for him. When it's time to put on his do-rag, we sit down at night, we talk, I brush his hair, I put on his grease, his dax, his oil, whatever, rub it in, massage it through his scalp, and you know, he just relaxes and I talk to him and we both like it. And that's just something that I would prefer to do for him. So the same thing goes for any caregiver that would just prefer to do some things for their loved one. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you don't want your loved one going out into the world not being able to know how to do these things. So if you are ready, like I said, um, and you have to be ready, caregivers, you have to be ready to do it. Sometimes as caregivers, in order to teach our loved ones how to live in the world without us and I know a lot of us don't want to think about this and I know a lot of us don't want to think about this but let's face it if we're older than our loved one or even if we're not older than our loved one we might not be in their lives forever so we have to prepare them to live in the world without us so it is best for them to learn how to do a lot of things on their own. So, in order to start that, you gotta get in the mind frame that it is okay for them to do some things on their own. Like I said about heaven, I started her very, very young and it was an awesome help to me. That, you know, some things I could just tell a little eight or nine year old heaven, hey, can you do this for me? you do this for mommy or whatever the case may be and she could go and do it because we have been practicing already we've been practicing for a long time and she is such a quick learner and most kids really are quick learners so it was great to have that so as far as Stacy starting to be independent it was a little bit more difficult because some things that maybe heaven and I could do he had a hard time doing so you really first have to figure out what their limitations are, what, you know, can they do, and you know, what might not be something that they can do on their own. For example, I would never, I, well, I'm not gonna say I would never, but as of right now, him being a 17 year old male, him having autism, 
in the stage that he is in at this moment, I do not foresee him driving in the near future. Simply because he has a tendency to wander off in his mind. Um, he doesn't pay attention to detail and you know he needs a lot of redirection a lot of redirection so when you're driving you really can't you're not always going to have somebody in the car with you to be like hey watch out for that hey watch out for that hey watch out for that no so I know that he's probably not gonna be driving and that's just something that I'm okay with him not having to do because I mean you got Lyft you got Uber etc he'll be able to get around also he's gonna be famous so I'm sure he'll have a driver so and you know that's not really something that I worry too much about maybe um, your awesome loved one has a problem with their fine motor skills maybe they can't uh, hold a utensil maybe they can't for example hold like a spatula or maybe they can't hold any cooking utensils it might be okay to start teaching them or it it might be okay to just say maybe that's just something they're not going to be able to do so you kind of fine tune it along the way and see what they can and see what they can't do but ultimately when you teach your loved one to be independent is ultimately up to you it is up to you the caregiver and it is also up to the child because sometimes you know they're not going to cooperate and when those times come a great thing that i always use is positive reinforcement and once i learned that stacy just loves high fives well he doesn't do high fives anymore he loves elbows he loves praise like verbal praise like yay you did it you know clapping all of that stuff he loves it so anything that I teach him and if he even attempts the thing that I am teaching him I praise him a lot and when he, especially when he was younger you know um I don't know if you guys remember uh, me talking about him holding utensils forks spoons knives etc he didn't want to do it he would throw it on the floor so I would do hand over hand. I would use it and grab his hand with the fork or spoon in it, scoop up the food, put it in his mouth. Yay, you did it, yay. And eventually he started doing it or trying to do it on his own. Even when he tried to do it, if it was unsuccessful, I still praised him a lot. Great job, buddy, you did it. And further and so on. And eventually he was doing it all by himself. Would I still praise him? Absolutely. If he was doing it by himself, I did praise him. Um, It did die down over the years because, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, he's 17 years old. I'm not going to give him praise and say, yeah, you did it when he's eating by himself now. Like, no, you've been doing it for years. So I'm pretty sure you know you're doing a good job. I'm pretty sure you know. The food's making it in your mouth with the fork. We're not eating with our hands most of the time. And that is a win in my book. But... I said all that to say this, if you're having a hard time teaching your child something, or even if they're older, uh, teenagers, adults, positive reinforcement is always going to work. Unless they just, you know, don't want to do it. Um, There are some stubborn 
awesome loved ones out there that are just gonna be like, nah, I don't, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. And I want to say, yeah, that's okay, but <laughs> it depends on what it is and it depends on who you are. Like, it might not be okay for you. But um, consistency is key. Positive reinforcement and it'll, those hand-in-hand will go a long way. As long as you don't quit, they will not quit. And maybe mentally they're quitting. Or they're saying, you know, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. But if you're not letting them quit, they can't quit. So as long as you don't quit, they cannot quit and will not quit. You just keep trying it. Maybe you take a break. Breaks are also vital for learning anything, especially with an awesome loved one. Um, Taking breaks is, it works. You're not just going to continuously try to teach uh, your awesome loved one something for uh, 30 minutes straight. Absolutely not. Uh, no, it's not going to work. Um, because their attention span might be short. They might get frustrated. Even I, as an adult, um, I get frustrated sometimes when I'm doing stuff. If I walk away from it and come back to it later, it almost 100% of the time it works like that. And, you know, everybody needs a break from something every once in a while. So take your breaks. Be consistent and positive reinforcement. So let's make sure we are praising them. Let's make sure we are not giving up. And first and foremost, let's make sure we are ready for them to be independent. And it can start small. It can start like, hey, pick that up or pick that up. Put it in your toy bin. Like say your child has a lot of, your toddler has a lot of toys and they're always all over the place. You can start them with something very small. I mean, Stacy and Heaven were babies in diapers. Now, they were walking, so I guess you can't really call them babies. No, they were babies um, in diapers, and I used to have them cleaning up their toys. And they'd just pick up the toys and put them in their little toy chest. And they loved doing it. It was like a game. We would see the little, I think it was a Barney song. I don't remember it was such a long time ago. It's like 10 plus years ago. Clean up, clean up. Everybody do your share. They loved it. They would dance and walk around and scream and just run all over the place trying to pick up all the toys they could. Stacy would be slam dunking it in the little basket. He loved it. So that could also be something that you can consider making it a game depending on uh, your awesome loved one. So, I mean, you know what's best for you guys. And first and foremost, like I said, you absolutely, absolutely have to be ready. So if you're not ready, and you know you're not ready, there's nothing wrong with it. Admit it to yourself and move on. So I hope that is helping someone out there today. And please follow us on Facebook at Shay and Stacy. Follow us on Instagram at Chef Stacy. And please like and subscribe our youtube channel that is also shay and stacy and thank you all for joining us in this episode of the podcast okay bye